Welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. Today I have the pleasure to interview the one and the only one of our lifetime members, Colin Simington Bailey, on mental wealth. After dedicating the best part of a quarter of a century to senior management roles within the retail and hospitality, Colin has personally experienced how stress can be intricately interwoven with our health, be it mental or physical. This was irrevocably reinforced when just over four years ago, his father, a widely respected and successful general practitioner, chose to take his own life. With regards to mental ill health, we can dissect the statistics, but every statistic is a person, a father, a daughter, a son. Colin passionately believes that prevention is better than cure, and to that end, early intervention is absolutely crucial. In fact, in this episode, we talk about the fact that we all have mental health, that if you have a brain, you have mental health, and with regards to mental ill health, prevention is definitely better than cure, and there is uh, no health without mental health. So it's all about health, 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 mental health that creates mental wealth. Uh, you will love to hear what Colin has to say. Now, before you go and uh, listen to the rest of the show, remember that if you want to know how we can work together, how we can help you as we helped Colin and uh, hundreds of other members, then uh, click the link below where you can book a call with our team and you can apply to become a GTEx member and we will find the best membership that is for you and for your business, whether you're an expert, an, an influencer or an authority in your field. Now it's time to get started. So enjoy the show, which is episode 209, Mental Wealth with Colin Simington Bailey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Today, I'm here with Colin Simington Bailey. How are you doing, Colin? Absolutely awesome. Thanks, Simone. How about yourself? Really great. Thank you very much. Welcome back. You were back here on episode 134. Uh, so we were talking about uh, um, making space in your life and we we're talking about productivity. So I really loved our past episodes. So guys, make sure that you go back to episode 134 to check it out uh, and uh, in particular for the concept of work-life balance now this time is going to be we're going to talk about something a bit different colin we're going to talk about the concept of mental wealth now probably you've heard about the concept and i've heard about the concept of mental health and when colin told me no we're going to talk about mental wealth i was like oh okay you got to tell me more right now. So I'm curious to explore this conversation with you. Now, for people that don't know you or haven't uh, seen your past episode, tell us a bit more about yourself and your background and uh, what got you here. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And, and thank you for having me back. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me. Um, really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak to you and to all our listeners. Um, a bit about my background. I spent the best part of 25 years as a senior manager working in retail and hospitality. And you could say I was living the work-life imbalance. And, and that's why I started my program, The Art of Balanced Living, because effectively we try 
to support other people not to make the same mistakes we did. Mm -hmm. And um, after sacrificing 26 consecutive Christmases, enough was enough. And I decided I've got to do something and, you know, be more present with my family. Uh, I was aware of the fact I was working a lot and the money was giving the presents, but not necessarily the presence. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was about getting that balance back. Uh, and I then took the route of becoming a coach, uh, again, with the support of GTEx, getting getting out there and supporting people with their work-life balance, as, as you referenced earlier. But I then realized that that's just one side of the coin. Um, it's great to talk about stress reduction. It's great to have more time to spend with your family. But we've got to address the root cause of mm. stress, perhaps. What's, what's causing the, the, the desire to work more? Uh, and that might be the stress, the anxiety, the depression, which goes hand in hand with, with the mental health mm. or the mental ill health, as a lot of people may see it at the moment. If that helps. Yeah, I'm really curious to hear because, uh, of course, I've observed your journey uh, since you joined GTEx. And um, what made you change or not change, but give, uh, make you give more importance to the concept of mental health? Because uh, before, when we started working together, it was all about work-life balance. But now you went a step deeper and I know you have invested yeah. a lot of course and a lot of training for yourself to master this topic. So... What what was for you the the switch? It was like okay, actually, this is more important right now. And um, twofold. One, as I said before, when, when you're talking about work-life balance, when you're talking about confidence, it's sort of the tip of the iceberg. It's almost like you're you're looking at the the symptoms, but not necessarily the cause. Hmm. And I, I've, with the research that I've done that you've just touched upon, I've realised that it's better to treat the cause than to treat the symptoms. It's almost like putting a plaster or a Band-Aid for the American viewers uh, over a, a gaping wound. Is mm. You've got to treat the, the, the problem. Um, so that was my first sort of shift change in terms of mindset. But the other one was more of a personal move, and I hope you don't mind me sharing. Um, yeah, I don't say this to to, to seek any, any sympathy or pity, but my father took his own life um, about four years ago now. Um, and my youngest daughter, who surprisingly or coincidentally, she's turning 18 in 10 days time. Mm -hmm. um, she's attempted suicide twice. So the fact that I'm blessed to be here to share her 18th birthday is a privilege. And the main reason I explored mental health uh, or mental health first aid specifically mm -hmm. was to be a better parent, to give her more support, to be able to be someone that shoulder that she could turn to when she needed that support which at the time i felt that i wasn't mm. so i noticed a, a definite gap in my capabilities as a parent um, and that's what shifted it a little bit for me um, and in doing the course i have realized that intervention is better you know prevention is better than cure yeah. so with mental health first aid it's about that early intervention to to stop the problem before it becomes something as serious as as an attempted suicide for example uh, and to put a positive spin on that, mm -hmm. uh, my daughter has actually attended one of my courses. She is now a certified mental health first aider. Um, so wow. she's out there. She's spreading the message. And it's probably one of my second proudest moments as well. So it, there, there is hope. There's always hope. Um, and I just want to get the message out to people to realize that, you know, you have got someone that you can talk to. There are people mm. perhaps better equipped to be able to help with your mental health issues. It's not just about physical health or when it becomes too much of a crisis. For example, oh, th thank you for sharing, Colin. Um, I know it's uh, when it's kind of, I mean, I cannot even imagine <laughs> how it is yeah. living in that situation. Uh, 
but I gotta say, also, good to your daughter, very strong. I mean, I've seen uh, so many people just giving up. Yeah. Uh, and in particular, you know, for you as a father, seeing, doing whatever, like also putting your yourself and on the line and say, what can, I'm not showing up at my best right now for my daughter. And yeah. uh, no, not many, not many people do that. So kudos to you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so now uh, we are talking about uh, this issue in entrepreneurship because uh, now there are some, uh, I don't remember, I've read uh, also something around mental health uh, on uh, in entrepreneurship and there are actually a lot of entrepreneurs that commit suicide. You know, something happened, they cannot pay their bills, uh, they cannot support their family. Being an entrepreneur is a very lonely journey. <laughs> a lot yeah. of time is a real journey and that can fuck up your mind. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say this. Oh no, no I agree. I, I got, because there are so many pressures that a lot of times we face and we have, you know, kind of always put a brave face and a bright smile and get out there like nothing happens in our personal or business life. And I've seen a lot of people that went to that some serious mental health issues just because of this reason. So let's address from your perspective, uh, first of all, why for entrepreneurs, they can be the risk for mental health issues and how then let's talk then how can we prevent this uh, these things from happening yeah definitely and and just you know, to preface that it, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach so different people will experience different events in different ways i mean it's sort of an nlp presupposition um but i'll go through perhaps the, the broadest sort of example yeah, um, and I'll, I'll give my personal example there as well. As I said, I worked in in retail and hospitality for 25 years as a senior manager, and I, I was severely stressed and depressed. In fact, my wife, who was my fiance at the time, actually said to me, "I'm not going to marry you unless you know you spend more time with us," which is understandable. So there wasn't really that much of a choice for me to remove myself from that field, and entrepreneurship seemed to be the best option. So I would argue that it's almost like jumping out of the frying pan and going into the fire. It's a totally <laughs> different kind of pressure. And, and where yeah. you're in a, a retail or management environment, you've got the support, you've got that network, you've got the stability, the security of a monthly mm. income, for example. But when you're responsible for everything that happens, there's a lot more pressure on you. Mm -hmm. um, you are literally your business. So you've got to put on that public face. You've got to put on that persona to encourage people to want to do business with you, whatever that business might be. So inside you might be in a, a massive state of turmoil. It's almost like the swan that's swimming gracefully across the river, that the feet are going like that under the water, but it's just gliding along. And no one wants to, with the stigma that's out there, no one wants to accept or even admit that perhaps they have a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And it might be something just as I'm overworked, I'm overstressed, Something simple like not getting enough sleep, which I think mm. as entrepreneurs we can all raise our hands to, um, can have a massive impact on your mental well-being. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, an example I used, I think, on our last call was that um, if you've been awake for 18 consecutive hours, and that's just a one-off, that's not repeated, your brain is operating on the same level as if you have a blood alcohol concentration of 0 0.05. Mm -hmm. Now, the UK drink driving limit is 0 0.08. So you're not operating at 100%. You're not making the best decisions. You're not performing at your peak. 
you start to make mistakes. You make mistakes, you start to beat yourself up. You get more stressed. You get more stressed, you sleep less. It's that vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. So it's important, one, to be mindful of the fact that there is a support network of people out there. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I'm on this call talking about it is, is to try and normalize it, to try and make people realize that actually we all have mental health. We're just at different stages of that continuum. We have good days, we have bad days. My philosophy is every day is a great day, but some days are better than others. Um, but when you're not having such a great day, it's important to be able to reach out to someone to have that conversation. But when you're having that conversation, it's just as important that the person who's listening is actively listening and supporting you. Mm -hmm. um, a statistic that comes out with the youth course is that if someone at school were to talk to their peer group, seven out of 10 of their peer group would see that as being negative yeah. with regards to having a mental health concern. So I think that stigma goes through with life. So we, we're embarrassed, we're ashamed, we're wary of the stigma. We don't want that diagnosis of, I have a mental health issue or mm -hmm. mental health concern. But it doesn't have to be that. The early intervention, the getting an early, having that conversation can help. But don't work too hard. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to look after yourself. Mm -hmm. Take some time to yourself. Do more of what you love with the people that you love to do it with. And don't burn the candle at both ends. You've got to get that balance. That, that would be my, my, my number one tip. Uh, that's uh, such a great point, uh, Colin. Because uh, if I'm thinking about... Uh, I made uh, some serious shifts in my life in the past year because of this reason. Um, not that I would consider that I had mental health issues, but the stress, the anxiety, and, and all these kind of things, uh, they were happening even if I wasn't aware of it. And I think this is the, sometimes one of the biggest problems. Yeah. We, we are not even aware that those things are playing. And uh, I have to thank my wife that actually she realized, like, I think uh, you need to sleep right now. You're too stressed. Or she, yeah. she reminds me, hey, you've been working too hard. I mean, you slept uh, four hours for the past three days in a row. And so since uh, I made uh, a conscious effort to actually look after myself better, in particular, in the, in the most important thing, which was the sleep for me. And uh, and I always ever remember, like before going to sleep, I always have these things like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. It's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I kind of now realize the good balance between uh, what I can control and what I cannot control. I think that's a great point as well. Uh, because uh, um, let's talk about uh, uh, this part because I think it's very relevant for entrepreneurs. I mean. Uh, I'm a, or for myself, I'm a bit of a control freak. I love that everything needs to go as I want. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, but when you're running a business at the same time, you, you are so invested in your time, your energy, what it means to you that uh, you have very high expectations for yourself and for the people around you. So how can we manage this better and instead of letting this, like, basically eat us <laughs> yeah i mean the, the key is knowing when to let go and i think you raised a very very valid point there about um knowing what you can control and what you can't control and not being too stressed out about what you can't control because it doesn't actually serve you it doesn't serve any purpose but i think the key thing and perhaps my biggest learning that i've had from from gtex experience so to speak over my my journey so far is outsourcing it is mm. delegating some of your responsibilities to other people I mean, I don't know, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but we talk about the, you know, the £10 hours, £100 hours, £1,000 yeah. hours, for example. You know, how, how many jobs, menial tasks, for example, are you physically taking on board that somebody else could be doing for you? Mm -hmm. And in doing that, you're sort of giving yourself more time 
to focus on the important bits. There's the Pareto principle in terms of 20% of your work results in 80% of your return. Mm -hmm. So are we focusing on the 80% that's returning 20% or are we looking at it as the 20% that's going to give us the 80%? Yeah. So control what you can control, manage what you can manage, but outsource. Delegate where possible. And obviously when we're first starting out, I think that's the biggest problem because we take everything on. We do it mm -hmm. all ourselves, whether it's quality control or whether it's because we can't afford to pay somebody else. And I think we just, the, the workload, a lot of people end up doing more hours as an entrepreneur than in the jobs that they left because they were working too much. And I think that's the sad fact. Yeah. Yeah, way more. Yeah, <laughs> way more. I was like, hey, well, last time I had a 40-hour week. I don't even remember. What's one of them? <laughs> that, was, that was my holiday week. I mean, is that... <laughs> When you talk about 40-hour weeks, it's quite, so I, I did a 36-hour shift once. So, you know, that, that, yeah. that's one day. That's, that's one, that, one day that it all, yeah. One yeah. shift. Yeah. I've, I've, in the catering industry, that happens. Yeah, I've done a few of these myself. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those times. So, uh, now, the, the thing I want to address right now is uh, more around the asking for help. Because yeah. I mentioned at the beginning, it's quite difficult or personally, I found it pretty difficult to, you know, get out there and even ask for help. I had uh, eating related issues. So I went through yep. anorexia, bulimia, overeating, and uh, which are mental illnesses, which are mental health illnesses. And for me, what was incredibly difficult and what I find that is very difficult for a lot of people is uh, to ask and reach out for help yeah. so what can we do or what is available that we don't know <laughs> I, mean, I think the key to that is that we don't know what we don't know until we know that we don't know it if that makes sense yep. and with mental ill health there still exists a massive stigma around it uh, so much so that the term for example committing suicide relates back to the time when suicide was a crime so you're committing a crime in terms of committing suicide, for example. Mm -hmm. And we still use that language. We still use that terminology. We still have that taboo that exists around mental ill health. But I think the tide is changing. It is shifting. We're having people like Prince William, Prince Harry openly talking about it. Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga has been quite vocal. I mean, it's been a big month for her. And she's obviously putting a word out there as well. The, the health and safety executive have reworded their guidance with regards to mental well-being in the workplace and not just physical health so i think the key is to, to talk more about it and that's why the tide is shifting people like martin fry um a lot of celebrities are coming out and talking mm -hmm. about it it's being embraced a lot more openly and, and it's only through talking about it that we raise the awareness and in raising that awareness we can banish the stigma through the understanding of mental health and mental ill health mm -hmm. because mental health isn't negative we all have mental health just as we have physical health so, again, through my experience, it's about that early intervention, about having yeah. the courage um, and perhaps knowing where to, where to support. There's loads of websites and apps that you can support um, for many different things. There's obviously eating disorder websites. There's suicide helplines, um, websites, apps. Um, you know, my, my mother is ex experiencing a bit of bereavement at the moment. So there's, there's, there's websites and support groups that you can help with that. But ultimately, the, the key, I believe, is to have somebody. It doesn't have to be a professional. It doesn't have to be a, an established mm. organization.
but somewhere that you feel comfortable in talking about it. Because in talking about it, it keeps you safe for now. And then yeah. we can obviously get the ball rolling from that. So it's about having those conversations, it's about having that trust, that vulnerability to be able to speak to someone, but also in knowing that the person that you're speaking with hmm. is going to be vulnerable and trusting enough to be able to share that experience. Because yeah. we don't want to have that stigma that's associated with a diagnosis, for example. We'd rather just sweep it under the carpet and, and pretend that everything's okay. But yeah. in sweeping it under the carpet, it, it just piles up. On it the just carpet. it just gets bigger. In fact, yeah. uh, this is a personal responsibility that we need to take yeah. for our own mental health and well-being. And I think that for me, a shift was a massive shift that I had. It was uh, when I realized that, that even when I was going through this uh, eating disorders, yeah. that it was nothing wrong with me. That no. didn't make me a bad person. And in my mind, I was like, oh, well, but if I cannot control myself, how am I going to be able to help other people? Yeah. That was the big fight I had. It's like, well, but I cannot control myself in terms of what I eat and what I don't eat and going to this like night long binges. How am I going to be able to show up and be the best for other people? And I remember having that conversation the first time I opened up with my coach at the time, Ila, and she said... You want to eat? Eat. What's the problem? And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, <laughs> so that, it's like, yeah, want to binge? Binge. Binge as much as you like. Yeah. And when she said that, that was a shift for me. Because like, immediately this whole wall of, oh my God, there is something wrong with me or I'm a bad person because I cannot control myself immediately fade away. And that was... Hell led me to take also the first step and go into, in this case, uh, Overeaters Anonymous, which is the Alcoholic Anonymous version of for overeaters. And then starting my healing process, which then took uh, a good uh, three to four years to, to complete, to completely like, almost like get, get rid of it. And now I don't, yeah. uh, I don't even have it anymore. But it's been um, realizing that there is nothing wrong. Yeah. with me and uh, there is nothing wrong in uh, asking for help I, i think the key is to normalize it is that that there are many people with mental ill health um i'm not one for statistics I, i believe that every statistic is a person so statistics are great to reinforce arguments or, or perhaps to, to put a point across but the statistic exists that one in six people in the uk will experience a mental health disorder um, one in 6.7 people in the workplace and one in four people will experience a mental health concern at any point in their lives. Mm -hmm. So the statistics, if you're one in four, it's a lot more common than perhaps you might have thought about. Yeah. But I think you've touched on it there, and thank you for sharing it. It's such a great example, is in taking that first step, in reaching out, and yours was a conversation. And there's no right or wrong answers. It's just knowing that it's normal, it's acceptable, it's okay, and that there's always hope. And I like that in terms of hope. Um, is an acronym that I use in terms of hold on, pain ends. And there's always hope. Uh, and the more you can hold on, the closer you are to the solution you want. It's what Lao Tzu said in terms of that journey begins with a single step. Hmm. As soon as you take that single step, you're on that journey to recovery. And uh, again, you've, you've evidenced that. And I think the key is having the confidence, having the courage to be able to be vulnerable enough to share your, your deepest, darkest, perhaps, an experience that you feel shameful or guilty yeah. about 
with somebody else uh, and in owning it and, and moving forward with it. So great point. Thank you for sharing. Uh, you, you're welcome, Colin. Uh, it is... Um... This is something that I think it became also core after the experience that I had in the way we set up GTEx because we wanted GTEx to be that place where you can be yourself and talk amongst peers without any judgment. Yeah. And um, I feel we, we have achieved it because yeah. there is a, like a lot of conversation actually within the community. They are more personal than, yeah. than business it's related a family, not a yeah. <laughs> exactly and so um, is uh, for anyone uh, who is uh, there out there as an entrepreneur whether you join gtex or not remember that if you do things by yourself there is such an amount of pressure yeah. and demand and expectations from you from uh, for, by yourself given that you give you to yourself that you can give to your family so take that time to connect with the community connect with like-minded people because that's where you can, uh, you know, let the steam go a bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a great point as well. It's one of the keys in terms of recovery with, with mental health, in terms of having that support, having that area, that environment in which you feel supported and that you have that camaraderie and that, that, that network. So it's not just the social support. It's also that business support, knowing that you can turn to someone else who perhaps has already done it. Um, this week's a great week for authors. Suzanne's the number one on quite a few international yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, best-selling charts on Amazon. So congratulations, Suzanne, Good if you're job, watching. Um, but there, there's authors helping authors. There's public speakers helping speakers. Mm. There's people who've been on TED Talks helping other people to get TED Talks. Whatever it is that you're looking for, there's an expert who's done it. Yeah. And in terms of helping you on the journey, they've been there and done it. So it's great to benefit from their experience as well. Absolutely. So talking about uh, your experience with GTEx, what did you got out the most? How did GTEx help you the most in, in your journey? The, the best thing for me was about that support, having that network. Um, fairly new to the whole entrepreneur game, if you want to call it that, uh, when I joined GTEx. And I, I was overwhelmed. Um, there were so many different stimuli bombarding me with what I thought I needed to do from day one. Um, as a coach, you know, you've got the expectation or perception that you need to be public speaking, you need to have a book out, you need to have a blog, have a website, and everything just comes at you from all angles and it's overwhelming. And it's about having a clear strategy and a clear system, mm -hmm. but also having the knowledge, the expertise um, of other people within the community who can help you on that journey. And I think the key is, and this is the same for life as well, is that wherever you are on your journey, there's always somebody else on the same journey, but at a different level. Yeah. So even though I may not have been that great at public speaking, for example, I've been able to support other people in terms of writing books. So we can all support each other in different ways. And in having that community and having that readily available um, and willing network, not only does it give you that clarity in terms of what to focus on and where and when, but it gives you the systems and the strategies to put them into place. And it's very experiential. All the learnings, all the courses we go on, you get it done in the room. So it's not a case of, it's an example I'll use um, between knowledge and wisdom. Mm. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Mm. But wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. So when you go to a GTEx course, you can learn all about tomatoes, but we're making that fruit salad. And that's what it's all about, is getting your hands in 
and getting dirty. And, and I'm that's gonna I'm gonna bad. use this in the market. I'll quote you. I'll quote you on this. Uh, I got this <laughs> in the next marketing material is coming out from our next event. Nice. Oh my god, this is awesome! <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, thanks for sharing, Colin. Um, really appreciate it. So, guys, make sure that if you want to know how can you become a member, apply for our programs, there is a link below in the show notes and you can book a call with, uh, with our team and then they can give you more information about what is the best way in which we can help you out. Uh, now, Colin, it's time to lift the veil. It's time to lift the veil. So this is the part of the show where we ask our guests uh, to share an app, a tool, uh, a book uh, or something that you've been using that uh, is changing your life or your business uh, and makes it better, makes it easier. What, yeah. what is that for you? Um, the first thing I would say, particularly in terms of, of business uh, and entrepreneurship, um, perhaps sometimes we, we feel a little bit of procrastination and we can always find alternative things to do with our time, which might not necessarily be serving us. Mm -hmm. So the best tool to get back to GTEx would be the expert canvas in terms of having the plan, having the map, and knowing what you need to do and when you need to do it, and ultimately who's gonna do it as well, so that you're not taking on too much workload for yourself. In terms of an app, something I would seriously recommend, particularly in this modern day and age of social media, is download an app on your phone that tells you how much time you're spending on social media. Because mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think anybody realizes just how much time they spend browsing Facebook or Instagram or whatever yeah, your preferred yeah. account might be when you could be doing something more constructive. And there's nothing worse than getting to the end of the day and thinking, I've just spent eight hours on maybe Netflix. That's not a social media account, but... I've been binging on Netflix, but I haven't done my workload. And then yes. you start to beat yourself up, and that doesn't have a, a great bearing on your, your, your mental health either. So my best tip would be to identify what you plan to achieve mm -hmm. and give yourself a definite time scale for doing it. But have an app or something on your phone that you're mindful and it actually shows you, fact, how much time you're wasting rather than investing in your mm -hmm. business. Oh, and that way you're going to be more productive with momentum and you'll get stuff done. Absolutely love it. Uh, there are a lot of apps. Uh, uh, there are so if you can find can find any, they are almost all the same in the app store. Uh, if you are iOS, uh, it does it. I think the newest version, the newest update uh, on Apple, they actually have that feature in in yeah. built where you can see how much time and also put a time blocker on the different social media. So for example, you say, I don't want to spend more than an hour a day on Facebook. The moment you spend more than an hour a day, it will block the use of the app. Uh, on our um, mental health first aid instructor training, there was actually a delegate on one of the trained instructors in training. She was spending six hours a day on her phone, on Facebook, on social media, Sweet. just on Facebook, six hours a day. Now, if you're sleeping for eight hours a day, there's not a lot of time left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's when you're burning the candle at both ends again. So be, be more productive yeah. um, and, and allocate time to do what's important to you, but also spend some time doing what you enjoy doing so that you can recharge your batteries. Uh, I th think that's important th too. Thanks for sharing, Colin. And uh, also, guys, for the Business Canvas, we had a training on the past episodes of the podcast. So if you go back and do in the search bar, Expert Business Canvas. Uh, actually, no, Your Road to Business Success. Check Your Road to Business Success. There is a training on the canvas, which is what Colin mentioned. And if you need any help in implementing it, then book the call and we'll help you out. All right, Colin, now... I've, this has been an incredible interview. 
absolutely love it because uh, you know a lot of time here we talked about business talk about strategies uh, but all of these don't matter if uh, we don't function well yeah and that's what i really love about our conversation in particular today you know, not many people openly talk about these topics and i think it's getting more fortunate it's getting more and more out there it's getting more and yeah. more common so i love what you're doing keep spreading the word keep spreading Thank the you. message yeah. In terms of people reaching out to you, if people want your help and uh, you know they need their help in their business, uh, they need their help in balancing their life more, uh, because you know they see that they have problems here now and then. Where are the best ways they can find you, or do you have resources that they can download? Um, yeah, the best. It depends on what it is that you're looking for. As, as I said at the outset, um, I, I look at our mental wealth from the two different aspects. So. If you're looking for the work-life balance in terms of management and prioritization, stress reduction, confidence, and I also touch on things like diet because that's just as important. If we're working mm. so hard and only eating ready meals or drinking coffee and Red Bull, then again, that's not going to do us any favors. So I've got a six-week program which I call START. Um, there's an acronym in there, but you can find that through my website, csbcoaching.com. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's about the mental health concerns, then you can find me on mentalhealthsolutions.org.uk. Uh, also on LinkedIn and Facebook under Colin Simmington Bailey as well. So you can find me through that. Um, but yeah, reach out. Let's have a conversation because that's all it takes. Let's take that first step. You will have, uh, we'll have all the links uh, here in the show notes. So make sure you connect with Colin. And uh, maybe it's not yourself. Maybe you know someone that needed kind of help. Then... Uh, you know you know who to contact you know who to connect with colin thanks again it's been a pleasure having you here on the show been a pleasure again thanks for having me again um been, been brilliant as always thank you oh, fantastic guys thank you very much for listening or watching um, please uh, subscribe to the show make sure you subscribe right now so you don't miss any other fantastic episode share this episode with the people that uh, you know they can find it beneficial they can find it useful uh, i'm sure that you will know someone who needs to hear this message right now so please give them the gift to share this episode with them and also leave us a review uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts your opinions on the different topics uh, on what did you enjoy the most about colin's interview so uh, get on itunes and leave us a review and then uh, if you send me also a screenshot of a review you get some really nice cool gifts and bonus resources so i'm looking forward to receiving your reviews as well thank you very much and always remember that together we grow exponentially ciao